Stephanie Clinton, your introduction host. Today on the show, Reverend Shannon Cook will be interviewing Reverend Pam Holt, the Oklahoma Disciples of Christ Regional Minister, about her sabbatical sabbatical experience and what she discovered when she threw her to-do list out the window. But first, let's see what's coming up in the life of our church. First Christian refugee family of five who is resettling in Oklahoma. This is a wonderful opportunity to welcome this family to Oklahoma and show them true hospitality in their time of need. There is a Sign Up Genius link in the church newsletter with items that they will need to get their house in order and settle in. Or monetary donations can be made through the church website, fccnorman.org. Contact Suzanne Kaur for more information. Bookworms, listen up! Catherine's Book Club will meet on Sunday, November 21st at 4 p.m. They will be discussing The Stranger in the Woods, the extraordinary story of the last true hermit by Michael Finkel. Books are now available to be picked up in the church office. If you tried to join Virtual Ventures last week, we apologize. The technical difficulties gremlin showed up, he's no stranger to me, trust me, and wreaked his havoc. Thankfully, Dr. Gary Hardwick has agreed to give it another go. Sunday, November 14th at 4.30 p.m. Please check your church e-newsletter for the Zoom link, and hopefully that gremlin will stay away. No registration necessary. Just click on the link. Reverend Dr. Diana Butler-Bass will be visiting First Christian the weekend of November 5th, 6th, and 7th. I heard her interviewed online a while ago, and I was so impressed that I immediately purchased her most recent book. So you won't want to miss this opportunity to hear her share her insightful knowledge. There are multiple opportunities to see her. Friday, November 5th at 7 p.m., the lecture is entitled Jesus. The same today, I'm sorry, the same yesterday, today, and forever, question mark? Saturday, November 6th at 9.30 a.m., with a presentation entitled Jesus, the Story and Our Stories. And she will be preaching at both services on Sunday, November 7th, with a Q&A in between the services. The Social Justice Book Club will be visiting the new First Americans Museum on Sunday, November 14th, following the 1045 service with dinner together afterwards. All are welcome to join, even if you haven't joined us for the book club yet. We would love to have you. Uh, But lunch and tickets must be purchased in advance. So please contact me, Stephanie Clinton, or Julie Kreft if you're interested in going so that we can add you to the list. And now, here's Shannon. Hello, and welcome to the Quest for Faith podcast. On this episode, we will be speaking with Reverend Pam Holt, who is the regional minister of the Christian Church Disciples of Christ in Oklahoma. We are so happy to have you with us, Pam. Thank you so much. It's good to be here. Yeah, We are going to be talking about um, a, a subject that has grown near and dear to my heart in the last few months, sabbatical. And you just came back from a sabbatical. So uh, the regional ministerial staff receives leave for sabbatical at certain points over a certain number of years. So can you tell us a little bit about what sabbatical leave is and why ministers might need it? Because you just returned from a three-month sabbatical. Sure. Yeah. So what is the leave and why do we need it? 
So I am so grateful to have had the opportunity to take a sabbatical and so grateful for the region that provides for that and has provided for that for years for regional staff. And the region's policy is every five years, the um, staff person can take uh, three months, up to three months. Uh, we prefer that you take them in the three-month increment, but sometimes you have to modify that. Um, so a sabbatical <clears throat> in our um, policy can be for a variety of reasons. One can be uh, a writing project that you're working on and you need to do extra uh, research. You need time for writing or study. Another type of uh, sabbatical is rest and renewal. And that is the kind of sabbatical that I took, rest and renewal. Um, for my own health and well-being, both physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Um, as you might imagine, um, every minister that is serving in the life of the church in any capacity, in the past 18 months, it has been overly stressful in an already stressful vocation and so as we care for people we can't fully care for people if we're not caring for ourselves kind of have to fill your bucket before you can exactly and so them. the other thing about a sabbatical is um, that I've noticed is when the pastor is rested and feels energized and renewed then people feed off of that. They take their cues off of the pastor's energy. And so uh, we advocate for sabbaticals of any type that a church can afford to do. I know in seminary, uh, it was always a, the directive of professors is remember to be a non-anxious presence yeah. in, in, in leadership that, that really, and people do feed off of that. So that sabbatical allows for a minister to reclaim whatever you know anxiety that they had built up built up exactly <laughs> especially during the last 18 months it helps them to reclaim that non-anxious right presence that is so important in leadership and we as clergy have a tendency to compartmentalize things that happen in the life of the church and the only way to release some of that is to take some time away so that you're and you also get decision fatigue um, and so when you make too many decisions per day, um, then you get deci decision fatigue and you need to step away from that so your brain can recalculate. Um, and, and I know one of the things I, I, I will be taking a sabbatical in November, just rest and renewal for a month. And one of the things I explained to the youth as we've been talking about me being away is that it's not that I want to get away from you. <laughs> it's not that. It's, it's that I will be better. You will be better. We will all be better with a little bit of rest uh, to take that time to really feed what needs to be fed that, that ministers don't necessarily have time for. All, all the time. So I'm not running away. You didn't run away. <laughs> it's it's just an integral part of not self-care per, per se, but care for the minister and the ministry that they do and exactly. the people that they minister yes, with. Yes, it's never just about the person right. taking the sabbatical. Mm -hmm. It's about the whole. Right. We're all better. <laughs> Everybody's better. Everybody needs a break every now and again from the relationship, even in your personal relationships. You know, you 
got to take a little break. Sometimes. That's right. That's right. Well, you you took a sabbatical for three months. You said, what did you do? Where did you go? What? Tell us. Well, <laughs> I um, started with a long list of things to do that I thought you should do. I thought you should have a list and a plan for your time while you were on a three-month sabbatical. And I have an executive coach, which I am so grateful for. And I presented the list to her, and she said, this is a wonderful list, but I want you to throw it away. For you, um, she said, I want you to learn how to be with God, with Jesus, with the Spirit. Just learn how to be, and let's just see what happens. Well, my anxiety immediately shot way up because I thought I have to have a list of things to do because I'm a list maker and I work off of a list. And, you know, I've never had a longer than two week vacation. And so what am I going to do with three months? So I threw the the list away. And so uh, some surprising things happened while I was on sabbatical. One is that um, I really wanted to do some horse work because that's really refreshing for me and a spiritual nature. And there, of course, were no horse conferences that I could attend in uh, because of COVID. But magically, I don't believe in coincidences, but it happened. Um, I, we were driving down the highway and the ranch across from where we were staying um, was offering, uh, they were a bunch of trailers there. And all of a sudden I'm on Facebook in the car, you know, cause that's what I always do. Here comes the, the rancher and says, today we're celebrating with Jack Brainerd, who's turning 100. He's here doing a clinic this weekend. So I immediately hung that up and called and said, could I attend? Uh, I went. And then the next thing that happened was a friend of mine called and said, hey, we're doing a horse clinic. It's just all of a sudden, spur of the moment, a woman from Canada is coming. Her name is Ingela Larson-Smith. She's a professional dressage rider who uses faith and is going to do a clinic for a, a series of three, three-day series, three three-day series, um, and we'd like for you to join us. And so I had one hour to decide. And my husband said, why not? You're on sabbatical. Yeah. So I went. And it's, it was called True Connection. And, uh, you know, the, I didn't know what the faith relationship was going to be about. But we had three hours in the morning of lecture about your faith and about how you connect with horses. And then three to four to five hours in the afternoon with practical application. And it was remarkable. So I spent eight days there, and that was the peak of my sabbatical, and the rest of it just didn't matter. <laughs> okay. And then we went, of course, to Colorado to visit family and grandson and spent two weeks in the mountains and just really enjoyed that time. So the rest of my time was filled with visiting friends that we haven't seen in a long time that were vaccinated, of course, and we ate a lot of dinner and, um, you know, shared in a glass of wine and a lot of laughter and catching up. It was really, really, really refreshing and wonderful, energizing. Oh, good. It's It sounds like I also am a list maker and love a good list and love to mark things off the list and sometimes just write things down so I can mark them off. Um, but but it makes it makes sense to not be chained 
to a list because then you feel obligated and that that's not the purpose of sabbatical. So, so throwing, throwing away the list would allow you some freedom too to go where the spirit takes you to, to not, not be on a schedule because that's something that, that we do as people. (laughs) So, so it's, and not following a list also allows you to look at the world differently and listen differently because you're not tied to a piece of paper and a task in front of you. Um, now, granted, I did some things that were necessary, um, but for the most part, I was looking and listening and feeling um, my way through that. Which sometimes we don't, we we aren't able to do because of the noise of the world or the the obligations, the lists, the the shoulds, all of those, all of those things. So, so again, one more purpose of sabbatical to kind of free, free us up to, to explore and tap into places that the world is too noisy to tap into. So FCC Norman has a wonderful sabbatical policy that a wonderful group of folks worked very hard to get uh, into print and into, uh, reality. And I'm grateful, again, to be taking some time off in November. What would you say to congregations and pastors who are interested in putting in place a policy of sabbatical leave for their ministers? Don't wait. It is so important for both the clergy person, the staff, the clergy staff, whether you're single-staffed or multi-staffed, Um, And it is so important for the congregation, too. The congregation, um, you know, looks to the minister for leadership and comfort. And sometimes it's a really healthy thing to learn that while that pastor is very important for the spiritual health and well-being, sometimes others can be, too. And people step up and use their gifts in ways that they never imagined when the pastor is just not available. And they too are thinking and praying about the pastor and what a great relationship to have between pastor and parishioner, to have people praying and caring for you as you're away and for the pastor to be uh, celebrating some much-needed time away uh, from the people that love them deeply. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm just thinking of all of the things that happen in a church and, you know, over the years people people pass away, people move, and uh, it, is, it is wonderful to watch others step into those roles or reframe those roles or reimagine those ministries and that's a beautiful thing and it's kind of that way when when your ministers go on sabbatical it you are able to plug in in a different way as a as church members you're able to say hey well that's something maybe maybe I don't want to do it forever but I'll give it a try or and they learn something about themselves right and, and even more about the church right and it's just a wonderful process of revitalizing certain things or reimagining things revisioning and 
it's a great opportunity to do that. And I'm a big fan of trying anything once. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you know, if it's if it's safe and legal, I'm a big fan of that. And and so that's a good opportunity to do that, to just try it and see what happens. And if it doesn't work, don't do it again. Right. There's also sometimes opportunities to say, you know what? This ministry is not fruitful anymore. Maybe it's time we give this ministry a break. Right, right. Because over time, your, your church's needs change, the community's needs yeah. change, and maybe that's a good time to yes, discover it, what needs to be changed. It's a good time, too, for the pastor to, you know, reallocate energy toward what is most beneficial for the for the congregation when they return. And so I hope that happens for you. You find some things that are healthy and need your energy and some things that, you know, maybe that doesn't need my energy anymore. I'm just very interested in how I will respond to sabbatical time <laughs> because sitting still and being still is not a forte of mine, but maybe that's not what I need to be doing over sabbatical. Maybe I need to be doing some other things. So so we'll, it'll be fun to find out. I will say part of the problem, it's not a problem, it's part of the process uh, in going on sabbatical is it takes, for the pastor, it takes a little bit of time to get out of the thinking routine of going to work every day, this is my list I've got to accomplish. It takes about two weeks, really, to get that out of your system. And then when you return, it takes a little bit of time to readjust your body and your mind to getting back into the rhythm of the ministry. And so there is some transition time. That's part of the process. Nothing to be, nothing to worry about. It's just part of the process. Right. And I, I, I will say that I've I've already started planning December for when I return. And, and there is a definite easing into it. <laughs> Very aware that my first day back is a Wednesday. <laughs> Very aware of, of easing, easing back into it because... I kind of guessed there would be a, a transition, a time of transition, and I want to make it as easy as possible for everybody. Right. <laughs> so, you know, you've just moved to a new house. Yes, yes. And I know you're going to be doing some traveling, which yes. is really wonderful. Yes. Um, when I went on sabbatical, we actually moved from our home to a ranch in North Texas where we stayed in a cottage that was lovely. Um, 250 acres surrounded by horses and cattle and for three months but when the return part was a little tricky um, because I didn't want to return on a Saturday night and have to go to work on Sunday morning or Monday morning Um, so we came back a week early and had some transition time just back home um, so I could get back in the rhythm of feeding our animals and um, you know getting our kitchen back in right order (laughs) Just the practical things. Right. So those are important right. things to pay attention to. That's right. That's right. Well, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, I'm excited. Um, so finally, our last question, what is or was your biggest or most important takeaway from your sabbatical time? Well, it definitely was a renewal of my spirit. Um, you know, I, I, you cannot talk about my sabbatical that I just had without talking about the, the past 18 months and the, the deep grief that comes with that. And um, there was just some time I needed to do my own grieving 
and my own time with God. And um, I, I feel like with my horse work where um, Ingela said, you cannot be truly connected to your horse unless you're truly connected with God. And so I had to take a look at that, a long, hard look at that. And um, I feel like, you know, you're never, you, you get those glimpses and those moments, those pinnacle moments where you really feel connected. And then you have to work to stay connected um, among all of life's circumstances. But I do feel like I had that moment and that gives you so much energy and resilience to move forward and back into what you're called to do, um, building, you know, the dream of God's world around us. And so that, that was really, really the pinnacle of my uh, sabbatical is not just the rest, but the, be able, the being able to have that moment. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't know a whole lot about horses. I've ridden them a few times, but they can sense your anxiety and they can sense your um, uh, rigidness. And so I'm sure the horses helped you as well in your journey yes, they, <laughs> of, of being connected. They know exactly what's going on before you know it. And they, they are um, thriving on your energy and they want you to be the leader. Um, and they will only follow you if you are fully engaged in the moment with that horse. So they, they do a good job helping train their <laughs> if owners. If you're not yeah. fully engaged, they are not willing to follow. And so there were 12 of us students, and all 12 of us had that magical connection. And, you know, I was skeptical, but um, I'm not now. Yeah. What wonderful companions to have with you. On, yeah. on, on, on your sabbatical as right. animals that, I took that, them with that me. help you. And, you know, to see that in a concrete way, because when we talk about God a lot, it's not always tangible, um, but that is a tangible way to experience the love of God. So you put your horse in a love bubble, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. that's how you operate in this love bubble. Oh, so if you can that. imagine God mm -hmm. in your love book, <laughs> right? It's just a beautiful image. Yeah. Oh, well, wonderful. Well, thank you for sharing that, and thank you for sharing your experience with us. Is there any? Are there any closing remarks you'd like to make? About oh, this? yes. <laughs> Only okay. this. I, I pray for you as you go on sabbatical for this um, re time of rest, renewal, connecting with your family and friends that you choose. And um, for your husband, if he accompanies you on those trips, I also pray for those at the congregation who will miss you and who will learn a bit about themselves um, as they step into some really important places. And I, I will say to those of you listening from, from the church, our youth sponsors are the best in the business. And the staff here at the church are the best colleagues and partners uh, to have in ministry. So everything's going to be just fine. Totally. <laughs> everything's totally. going to be there just fine. There is absolutely nothing to worry about. That's a right. I just need to tell is, myself that. <laughs> a sabbatical is not forever. Right. right. It's not forever. It's yeah. a one-month, two-month, mm -hmm. or three-month break. Yeah, but it is important. So I'm looking forward to, to having this time. After 20 years this summer uh, was the 20, 20th anniversary of my ordination I'll get my first sabbatical. So I'm very excited to see what it's like, see how I do with it.
well, I'll throw that list away. It will amaze you. <laughs> well, I can't wait. And thank you, Pam, so much for being with us today. And uh, to those who out there who are listening who aren't at our church, who who would like a copy of a really good sabbatical policy, First and Norman has one, uh, be happy uh, to share that with you and, and put you in touch with some folks to talk about the process. So, again, I'm very grateful to the church for this time and for the importance that they see in this time away. So thank you, church. And thank you, Pam. And this has been Quest for Faith. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. Bye.